This is Making It Happen by Sims, a podcast that brings people, business and technology together. Morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Making It Happen by Sims. It's been a busy year for us, uh, podcast so far this year. And as we close out 2023, we've, we've done quite a few. Um, but we're super excited to have this, the guests we have on today to join us as we do close out the year. Um, joining me today is Frank Chen, uh, CEO of Xsend. Um, Frank actually joining us today from China. Uh, so we're on slightly different time zones, but nevertheless, um, Frank, thank you for jumping on with us today. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. No, I'm very well. I'm very well. And it's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. So I'm really looking forward to um, to having a chat and getting into this. Um, so uh, for those of you who don't know, um, we, Simpson International, we work with Xsend uh, primarily in our business, uh, industrial side of the business um, on memory and storage. Um, but I think the best thing to do, Frank, would be for you to just give a bit of a background on yourself. You know, I, I know you've got quite a rich history in, in the background of semiconductor and memory storage business. Um all the way through to your current role at CEO at Xsend, you know, where you, you you know you guys have, have built up a team of more than 100 R&D engineers in a pretty short span of time. So, yeah, just want to give a bit of your back, background on yourself and introduce yourself. My my journey in the world of memory and storage began over two decades, two decades ago. Mm. So in 2003, I started as a DRAM designer at Micron. So delving into the intricate world of dynamic random access memory. In 2006, I um, transitioned within Micron to become a NAND flash designer, so exploring the realms of flash memory. So 2007 was a pivotal year for me because I took the lead in Micron's SSD development. So here, I not only built and expanded a robust R&D engineering team, but also achieved a significant, a significant industry first. So intro- introducing to the market the first SATA 3 SSD in the world. So by 2011, under my leadership, we had designed and engineered three generations of Micron's SSD products, both for client and enterprise applications. So resulting over 30 million units shipped worldwide. So 2011, I left Micron and joined Sandforce. So Sandforce is an innovative SSD controller vendor renowned for their data compression technology. So as a general manager of Asia Pacific region, I played a key role for Sandforce in engaging with the top tier customers like Apple, Intel, Kingston, and Lenovo, contributing to the shipment of over 40 million units across the product's lifecycle. So spearheading the development of next generation PCI SSD controllers and firmware. Um, so Sandforce's journey through multiple acquisition is a story in itself. I won't elaborate today, but after being acquired by LSI in 2011, it went through a series of acquisitions. So becoming part of Broadcom and, and eventually it sold to Seagate, where it transformed into an in-house controller for Seagate. So through these experiences, I not only honed my technical experience, but also developed a deep understanding of the dynamic, dynamic landscape of ecosystem of memory and storage technology. So fast forward to 2011, um, after leaving Seagate, I found the Exocent with a clear mission to revolutionize the flash storage market with that are truly customer-centric and application-optimized. So at that time, we recognized the gap in the market and abundance of generic one-size-fits-all products that fail to meet the specific needs of customers. So at Exocent, we, we address this by offering tailor-made products, whether it's about achieving the right balance in performance, power, thermal management, capacity, endurance, or security, we've got it covered. Yeah. We understand 
The intricate details like shock, resistance, vibration tolerance, room factor, connector types matter greatly in storage solutions. On the service front, we, we are redefining the standards with offerings like locked build bombs, product lifecycle support, providing custom manufacturing and testing services to our customers. Yeah. But what truly sets us apart is our commitment to our clients through engineering consulting. We don't just sell products. We guide our customers in selecting the storage solution that best fit their unique requirements. Our approach isn't just about selling. It's about empowering our customers with the right tools and knowledge. Yeah. Okay. No, thank you. I appreciate that. So I, I, you touched on some things that I think are quite important to Sims and, and especially our industrial side of the business. So let's specifically talk about that product portfolio and, and something that I really want to touch on is customization and just how important it is for, for you know, specifically for the industrial partners, you know, be that from wide temp, high capacity, uh, custom label, conformal coating, all these things, much more. Just how important is that within your portfolio? And can you um, just give us a bit of a background on customization and, and why this is, is so important right now, especially on the industrial side of the business? Um, so on the customers, I mean, on the industrial side of business, really, you know, it, it's really about service. It's about catering to the customer's needs. So that's where Exocent developed all of our platform-based technology. You know, it's, I think Exocent is, is, has a strong focus on firmware um, platform. So we, we really built all of our customization mostly through our, our firmware technology. Mm. So that, that is a, a, a major dif differentiation, a major uh, um, deviation from the other um, module makers, um, yeah. other competitors in, in the field. Yeah, sure. And I, and I think specifically around differentiation, I just wanted to touch on that. And, you know, um, mm -hmm. just explain to a little bit to our customers about, um, especially on the NAND side of business and, and the production there for XSend, you know, um, specifically producing NAND from the wafer and not purchasing ICs, you know, what what's the benefits that you think this brings to the end user in, in the fact that you guys actually do this compared to others? We, we believe that there are multiple aspects of advantage that bring that, using wafers will help us um, deliver better products to our customers in a, in a shorter time. So with wafers, um, they have a very long time on one terabyte and 512 gigabyte packages. Here, we let, we have our own in-house package, package design engineers who can engineer our own package design and in a, enable us to build high-capacity packages um, within XSN. So that in that aspect, you know, we really cut the, cut the lead time for these um, high-capacity packages to less than maybe one third of, you know, normally what it takes for um, a flash runner to, to, to deliver their package to us. So that would en enable us to bring our products to our customers at a much faster time and pace than if we were to use, um, um, you know, Micron or Samsung ports. Yeah, yeah. And, and just just on, on lead time, just from a decided business, just to give our audience some <laughs> some explanation, just how important is it that the customers do have fast lead times and, and that, for instance, Exocent are able to do this for customers? Well, we believe that, you know, for a lot of customers, not um, lead time and life, life cycle support kind of goes hand in hand. Mm. So without, without NAND, NAND flash packages, we, we are able to support our customer at a, at a, at a longer time span and at a, at a faster um, time to delivery. So with, with the packages available in house, we have our own manufacturing operation that could, that can quickly bring these products, um, you know, from components to finished goods within a very short amount of time. As you know, for as short as maybe three to five days, if if the the customer really needs these 
parts delivered to them quickly. Uh, as you know, you know, we went through the 2020 supply chain shortage and, you know, being able to deliver products on time to our customer is very, very important. It's crucial yeah. to their success. A lot of times, you know, their system is normally made of computing, storage, and memory, right? So if you're short on either one of these key components, you cannot deliver a system. Obviously, innovation is a massive thing for you guys. You have over 45 US and worldwide patents um, on storage and related technology worldwide. Um, so you're innovating a way forward. So a big part of this is obviously around R&D. And, and you guys have built you know, an R&D center of more than 100 engineers um, in a very short span of time. So can you just give a bit of information to the listeners on that? Yeah, so let's dive into how we've grown our R&D center from a modest group of over 20 engineers to more than 100, more than 100 since inception. So really, the the secret is simpler than you might think. So firstly, our strategy is really rooted in creating outstanding products that are genuinely delighting our customers. So this success translates directly into revenue and profits, fueling our ability to expand our engineering capabilities. So Accessense growth is a testament to this approach. With an impressive 60-year, 60% uh, 60 compound year-over-year -year growth and profit profitability since our inception, this financial stability empowers us to continually um, invest in our engineering capabilities. But what does this growth look like in, in practice for our engineering um, capabilities? So XSN began with a strong focus on firmware and SQL testing. So over a seven-year span, We've significantly broadened our horizons. So today we own in-house PCB design and layout. We perform our own signal and power integrity simulation, and we conduct our advanced thermal simulations for all of our products. Our hardware design capabilities are more robust than ever, and that's not all. We've also developed in-house mechanical design, customer and user softwares, and even ventured into manufacturing, supported by our quality management system. I'm proud to add today our in-house manufacturing operation is IATF 16949 certified for automotive quality management standard. Yet the backbone of our success isn't just in the tools and the technology we developed. It's also about the work environment we foster. We believe in creating a space where engineers can unleash their creativity, constantly learn and grow in their capabilities. In this combination of investment of in technology and people that drives our success innovation in R&D. That sounds amazing. And and I just want to move now into and, and how you guys work in different markets and, and the kind of markets that you guys serve and specifically mm -hmm. kicking off with autonomous vehicles and, and ADAS. So for those of you who don't know who listen to the podcast, um, we're refer, referring to advanced driver um, assistance systems, right? So which are key to assisting drivers um, in their overall driving process and obviously, you know, improving vehicle safety. So ADAS is really um, what is believed to be a stepping stone to fully autonomous vehicles, ranks, as you know. Mm -hmm. So where do you think XSN coming on this technology and, and and how you're serving this market and how you differ to other alternatives out there? Okay. So so ADAS is really indeed essential to the future of driving in our, in our view. So offering enhanced safety and convenience features. So as innovators in the field of memory and storage solutions, XSN plays a pivotal role in servicing this, this market. So here are several you know, approaches to how we are serving this market. First of all, um, the high-performance storage solutions for real-time data processing. Right? So ADAS, ADAS systems generate and process vast amounts of data in real time. So XSN provides high-speed, reliable storage solutions that ensure quick data processing 
crucial for real-time decision-making ADAS. And we also, you know, we also build durable and reliable products for harsh automotive environments. So all ADAS components are exposed to extreme temperatures, vibrations, and shocks. So XSM already meets these challenges by offering products that are specifically designed to withstand harsh automotive environments, ensuring consistent performance and longevity. And customized storage for diverse ADAS needs. So different ADAS applications may have varying storage requirements in terms of capacity, speed, and endurance. So XSN already offers customizable storage solutions tailored to the specific needs of different ADAS systems, from basic driver system to a more advanced autonomous driving technologies. And they, we're also addressing the issue of data security and privacy. So with the increasing amount of data collected by ADAS, security and privacy becomes paramount. So XSend provides secure storage solutions with advanced encryption data protection features to safeguard sensitive information. Yeah. So support for AI and machine learning as ADAS systems evolve, they increasingly integrate AI and machine learning for improved functionality. So XSend in, in, enables this evolution by offering storage solutions capable of handling the intensive data loads, data workloads required by AI algorithms. Yeah, and I just wanted to touch on something. So obviously within these kind of systems, overheating and thermal throttling is pretty mm -hmm. you know, unavoidable mm -hmm. in high performance mm -hmm. NVMe flash storage devices anyway, but more so in ADAS and when we talk about data logging. So which technology specifically do you have in place to tackle these? I know there's things like adaptive thermal control. Can you explain okay. a little bit more for our, our audience and what that yes. is? So that, that's a great question. So let's explore two of XSN's groundbreaking technologies, adaptive thermal control, or we call it ATC, and supercruise. So these innovations are reshaping how we think about storage solutions for ADAS. So adaptive thermal control, this technology is all about smart temperature management, right? So imagine a storage solution that you can adapt in real time to varying thermal conditions. ATC does just that. It actively monitors the temperature of the storage device and adjust its operation to maintain optimal performance. This means in, in environments where heat can be a concern, ATC ensures reliability and longevity by preventing overheating. It's like having an intelligent thermostat for a storage, store, for a storage device, constantly working to keep it at the ideal operating temperature. So supercruise, let's talk about supercruise. Okay. Um, it's about really speed and consistency. So this technology is designed to deliver sustained high performance over extended periods. In the world of storage, it's common to see performance drop after initial bursts of high performance. Supercruise tackles this issue head on, ensuring that the storage device maintains its speed and efficiency, even under continuous heavy workloads. It's like cruise control for your car, but yeah. for data, maintaining a steady high speed performance, no matter the data demands. So both ATC and Supercruise are part of XSense commitment to innovation and storage technology. They ensure that regardless of the conditions or demands, performance and reliability remains top notch. And it's the kind of technology that makes XSense a leader in the, in the field of industrial storage. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll come back to a few things in a minute on that, but okay. I just wanted to, to touch on um, other markets a bit more so. So yeah. it's not obviously just the industrial and autonomous side that you guys are doing doing some great things in, obviously, mm -hmm. specifically cinema and broadcast and DC as well. And, and we'll come on to DC mm -hmm. in a bit because I've, I've vested interest in, in my, myself yeah. because that's my background. But let's start with cinema and broadcast, you know, um, okay. modern, modern day requirements of of, you know, streaming and broadcast it's recording in 4K, mm -hmm. 12K. You know, there's a super mm -hmm. need um, for 
you know, high read and write performances. So can you yeah. just give us a bit of a detail on, you know, the kind of storage um, you guys have produced to meet these market needs and, and maybe some examples of how you're doing that with the true cinema professionals right okay. now? Okay. So exercise products and service uh, caters to the unique demands of filmmakers and content creators, right? So really we have two lines of Two lines of uh, two lines of products for cinema. One is the professional line, mm -hmm. where it's catered to, you know, film grade, you know, cinema grade cameras for very high speed data capture. So we have customers who are capturing, you know, AK raw at two point five gigabytes per second sustained with zero frame drops using our technology. And then we also have a line of consumer products, you know, for cameras like Canon and Sony. So these include high-performance CFast and CFexpress CF cards, offering the speed and capacity required for 4K and 8K raw video recording. So they, they have very robust build quality to withstand the rigors of on-location shooting and very fast data transfer, uh, data transfer speeds to streamline post-production workloads. Yeah. So our, our view on cinema storage is we are building an ecosystem of storage for, for the cinema workload. So we're, we're building, you know, hard card products for, for capture, portable storage, for transferring that data into another location, and then mass storage for processing, editing on raw, 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 raw video data. Yeah, so you guys play not only uh, a, a role in the actual, you know, the production, but the post-production just as equally with the, with the products that you serve, you serve. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we're, uh, we're trying to... We try to um, bring our technology to to the cinema industry to to allow content creators and filmmakers to create content worry free. Cool. Okay. Um, and obviously, another area is, is DC. Um, you know, with a particular interest there for me myself, I work for a data center. So we we all mm -hmm. know that you know the advanced capabilities of computing with large data sets for AI and, and machine learning is expanding, mm -hmm. it's growing, um, and it's growing at a pace. So I just wanted, to firstly. Um, get you to explain how you guys work in this market, you know, and, and then explain a little bit about um, the partnership you have with Marvel and, and their controllers um, and how that sort of, okay. how you service this industry here. I think that'd be good for our listeners. Okay. So in the realm data centers, um, XSS product designed to meet the high demands of performance and reliability and scalability while offering the lowest power consumption to maximize data center sustainability and lower the carbon footprint for data centers. I think this is this aspect of storage, you know, the, the power aspect of, of storage has never been really properly addressed in, in data centers. And we are the yeah. pioneers of low power enterprise storage for data centers. Yeah. So our high capacity SSDs provides a speed endurance needed for intensive data center operations, but our cloud optimized solutions also ensures, you know, with fast data access and seamless scalability also comes the, for, you know, the design for energy efficiency, reducing the overall carbon footprint for data centers. Yeah, yeah. And you, you think so, that's you, you, sustainability moving forward with, with with how data centers operate is going to be massive, right? And just how they, you know, uh, in terms of power consumption, it's going to be very important. And yes, you, you yes. guys are serving that, that market very well there. Yes. So think about like, so if, take, take, for example, our E1.S, you know, we can sustain three gigabytes per second of performance at 7.5 watts, right? Mm. So, so uh, like a, a regular E1.S is probably 20 watts. So we're cutting the, the energy footprint by more than two thirds, right? So what that means is you can stuff, you can actually add more storage density into the box without com compromising your thermal your power. So yeah. imagine the, the saving in the rack space, you know, the saving your, 
air conditioning, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know thermal solutions, the overall lowering of, of, of power, less power, you know, less thermal, even less uh, AC required. So it, it's overall a very, very good story for, you know, reduced TCO and reduced carbon footprint. Yeah, and you touched there on some of those form factors, E1S, obviously, these are emerging EDSFF form factors that are coming into the DC. <laughs> um okay. that sort of you know slowly replace older form factors and and obviously you know i think that comes into what you guys do from customization and and form factors and and being able to do pretty much uh anything so do you guys see these form factors growing as a need in the dc and and how long do you think before such form factors like e1s become you know mainstream over the traditional well definitely we're seeing the you know the, the, the there's a growing trend to move into e1s because of it's especially with our low power products it's it's a very ideal fa form factor with the highest you know it's while offering very good thermals and low power it also offers a very good um, density storage density you know mm. per 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 drive so yeah. in the in the space of a U.2 a 15 millimeter U.2 you can fit in about three to four even that essence right so that that's that's a lot of storage density you can pack into a small package yeah sure absolutely okay. so we're um, so a lot of uh, so a lot of the box um the box designers are actually starting to integrate our e1.s with you know with non-standard configuration you know mo mo most of the time and you know maybe a, a, a you know a 2u server will house probably 24 mvme ssds but with our optimized solution they can pack you know 36 or even 48 or even higher number of ssds into a smaller uh, into the same chassis right so that can help them reduce the number of servers required um to to service you know a, a particular application and reduce overall cost yeah okay absolutely and and outside of data center cinema um you know in the industrial autonomous side of things are there any other markets that you guys are, are looking at now and, and 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 even looking in the sort of next few years any emerging markets that you guys think that you're going to be serving quite heavily with your products yeah. So another uh, another side of the storage side where they're looking um, at is portable storage. So sure. while there's a lot of M.2s and 2.5s on the market, um, but I think on this on this portable storage, there's a lot of innovation we can we can continue to make as as new standards like USB four and Thunderbolt four comes to market. The the need for high performance, low power, thermally optimized, high capacity portable storage is becoming more and more prevalent and we are leading the charge in a usb full portable storage that's 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 designed with one pcb so that integrates both the usb four controller and an ssd controller so making the whole design in one piece and allowing even more optimized thermal um, thermal solution to be designed into that into the portable storage yeah sure yeah and i just i just sort of want to touch back a little bit on the industrial side of things and and something that we're seeing um, especially mm -hmm. from the sim side, is more of a need for for wide temperature technology, and you know many of our industrial partners, mm -hmm. you know, operate in these extreme conditions. You know, things like shocks and vibrations that you said. And I know we're taking a step back into industrial here, but um, with this type of technology, mm -hmm. it's starting to become a bit of a bedrock of of devices, and you know, for the future and for now. So, you know, how do you see the demand yeah. for things like wide temp storage devices evolving in the market? You know, and and there are any specific trends or developments? In or outside of this influencing the design for devices that are you know extreme temperature environments yeah so looking at the industrial automotive storage landscape we see customer demands and requirements are evolving rapidly so 
in, in addition to enhanced durability and reliability, of course, is as always paramount for industrial uh, industrial automotive sectors. We are seeing higher demand for high capacity and performance. So the surge in data generation costs for storage solutions with higher capacity without compromising performance. So industrial automotive applications requires fast, efficient storage to handle large volume of, da of data in real time. So for example, if you're in an ADAS data logging um, you know, application, the, we may be get, you know we may be collecting data at six to seven gigabytes per second, of, you know with, that requires six to seven gigabytes per second of bandwidth. And if you take yeah. that, multiply that by you know maybe four hours, eight hours around on on the road, you can you can imagine how much data is, you know how much storage is required for that kind of application. So we're seeing a continue, you know, continuous increase in capacity performance requirements from from that sector. Um, yeah. Of course, at the same time, they would require lower power and th better thermal optimization because on the road, the, it's not like you know in a well-maintained uh, data center, right? So, so you know, thermal becomes a problem, and energy efficiency becomes a, a growing concern. Yeah, I'm sorry. so okay. for for these sectors, yeah, um, minimizing power consumption for storage devices is crucial. Sure. Okay. Um, and just to sort of close up here and um, on the conversation, you know, we've touched on a real variety of topics there and technologies um, and some clear mm -hmm. innovation from you guys. But just as a closing statement, I'd just like to get your thoughts and opinion, you know, on technology evolution within storage as a whole in the next five to 10 years. You know, um, is it more of the same okay. what we discussed there? Or do you expect to see any further major breakthroughs that we haven't really discussed on this podcast? So my view of the potential so potential major breakthroughs um and trends in store technology one is the increasing capacity intensity right so we expect we, we expect significant advancements in 3d nan technology you know it'll it's set to evolve further allowing even greater data storage density in smaller even smaller physical spaces so you, you think of this think of it like this so now we're seeing you know 176 layer 200 ish layer NAND flash. So within 12 to 18 months, we're going to see 300 plus layer NAND flash. Before the end of the decade, we expect to see 3D flash close to 1,000 layers. So that means it's a, it's a four to five X increase in storage density, right? So imagine, you know, with, with the same, you know, M.2, now you can store, you know, 40 terabytes of data at, at the end of the decade. That's a lot of data and that's a lot of yeah. density, right? Yeah, sure. So, yeah. So up, 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 up and coming technology, you know, we're keeping it on a quantum storage technology. While, store, while still in early research stages, quantum storage technology promised to set extremely high speeds and secure data storage capabilities. So this could become more concrete in, you know, in the latter part of a 10 year window. Okay, well, thank yeah. you for yeah. that, Frank. Um, and, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and having a chat with us, you know, we. Yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to the, to the future of XSN here at Sims um, and, and looking forward to seeing how things develop. So thank you so much for your time. I wish you a wonderful rest of your evening and um, we will speak soon. Yeah, thank you for your time. And we continue to look forward to working together with Sims and succeed together. So have, have, a, have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Frank. Cheers.